0: Before we begin, I want to announce that we are currently casting our next YY focus group, this time for Queer Ladies. Lauren Ober, the host of the NPR podcast, The Big Listen, she's going to join me as we interview lesbian, bisexual, and queer women in the New York and D.C. areas. If you are interested, send us a note, yy at panoply.fm, or fill out the contact form on our website, that's yyradio.com. Just tell us a bit about you. Okay, on with the show.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available
2: for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following podcast contains explicit language.
0: When YOI was given the opportunity to do live podcast tapings inside of Bonobos Guide Shops, I instantly started thinking about the dressing rooms. Dressing rooms are usually pretty horrible. There's bright lights. The curtains don't close all the way. There's usually loud music drowning out the podcast I'm trying to listen to. But this was my chance to give a dressing room a new reason for being. All we did is we added a microphone with a pink foam cover, pair of headphones, a pervy little stool you could kneel down on in front of it, and then bam. Audio confessionals.
2: Okay, so I'm not sure if this is recording or not, but, um...
1: Hi. Testing, testing. Hi, Andrea.
0: Um, <laughs> I feel like I should say hi.
3: <laughs> live from Los Angeles, inside of Bonobo's dressing room. Yeah!
0: This is YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. Now, the recordings we did took place before, during, and after our live show tapings. So, sometimes you're going to hear the show going on in the background. I
1: had... Oh, God. I <laughs>
3: There's a lot of background noise.
0: Some listeners recorded solo, others dragged in a group of friends.
4: This one time I shaved my pews.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the recordings took place on three different nights in three different cities. So from New York. I fell in love in an alley on West 4th Street. To Chicago. So I'm a rebel and I'm not going to follow the prompt. To L.A.
4: But I'm going to take a chance to remind listeners, Cher Horowitz
0: is not from the Valley. She's from Beverly Hills. Thank you. (laughs) You tell them, girl. And if you were to walk up to one of our dressing room confessionals, you'd find a big sign hanging outside of the door with a question prompt. For the first half of this episode, we're going to listen to answers to this question.
2: Okay, so where is the weirdest place? Where's the weirdest place I've made out in this city? We'll call it Hooked
0: Up to make it family-friendly. Hooked Up. Where's the weirdest spot you've made out in the city? We're going to break this one down according to the cities where we recorded. So we can start by hearing how listeners at The New York Show answered. And I had a prediction with these New York stories. My guess is that New Yorkers are going to have a higher tolerance for uncomfortable make-out situations. I mean, we put up with the rent, we put up with the subway system, the smells. Making out is probably no exception. Here's my proof. Well, I've made out in a lot of random spots in the
4: city, but the most was... Um, A Tinder date
0: and I snuck into a for sale apartment and hooked up in there. It was very hot, but it was definitely the weirdest spot I've hooked up with someone in the city. The
5: spot in which I made out in the city that is the weirdest um, has got to be the staircase of um, my junior high school boyfriend's building. It actually was my first kiss. Looking back, I'm really surprised that like I was so comfortable um, kissing in a staircase that often has pee in it. Um, <laughs> but that is the
1: options we had available we weren't going to go to each other's places because we were too far away from each other. And so midnight, 25 degrees outside, we made out on the street for about an hour on Delancey Street in the Lower East Side, very busy street, in the freezing cold for an entire hour. I haven't made out anywhere weird, but it's that time you spend where you're just making out in front of subway stops for a really long time before you've decided, like, oh, it's, like, a fourth or fifth day, like, I'm going to go back to your apartment, and so you just... But, like, you really want to go back to the apartment, so you make out a little too long at the subway stop, and everyone's kind of, like...
0: Did you know. ever stop making out because a train came?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably, yes. <laughs> or Or it was, like, or, like, you, like... It's like on the subway and then they're leaving and then there's like this like movie moment or something <laughs> yeah
2: the weirdest spot i've made out in the city has to be in the back of a 14 foot cube truck it's not as illicit as it sounds i was working as a production assistant for music videos at the time the moment gripped us both and uh, it led to a few more dates but not many She was in Canada, I was in New York, and I was driving a 14-foot cube truck.
0: So I think my prediction was right on. From the stairwell to the 25 degrees on Delancey Street to the cube truck, good work, New York. But the question was, where's the weirdest spot? And Chicago found a lot of their most memorable smooches outdoors.
5: The weirdest place that I have made out in the city of Chicago is at the top of the Ferris wheel at the end of Navy Pier.
4: The weirdest place that I made out? It, well, maybe it's, well, I don't know. That, that funny guy said it, it's not weird. He said it was hot. Well, didn't he make out on a boat? Yeah, but he was on a dock. Oh, he, okay, so he was on a he different on yacht. <laughs> I was in the middle of the lake on a boat. With a very cute guy, though. Very
0: cute. Just don't remember his name. <laughs> but very cute. Oh, Her friend off mic says, we can call him man bun number one.
4: He had a man bun. And man buns were very much trending. So I felt very on (laughs) trend.
0: Which of course leaves me wondering, who was man bun number two, though?
3: One of my steamiest makeout sessions was in Water Tower Mall in the nursing room.
4: We're 23 years old. At the time, we were like 22. And we met these 21. We met these beautiful, beautiful 40-year-old looking men at Walgreens when we were getting hot Cheetos. So we were walking um, outside of Walgreens with them, and we lived in the same direction, and they invited us to a house party. So we went, and all of them were beautiful, very good-looking, very successful. And I liked not one, but two men in there. And we were outside smoking a cigarette, and we went upstairs to the neighbor's back door and made out for a little bit.
0: This next one has a backstory, so to speak.
2: I think probably the weirdest spot I've made out in the city.
0: This fellow went to all the Chicago booths and gave identical answers to the question prompts.
2: I think probably the weirdest spot I've made out in the city.
0: His answer, always this.
2: Uh, was in the butt.
0: That prankster.
2: Yep, in the butt.
0: Weirdest place
3: I've made out in the city would have to be the um, (laughs) Michigan Avenue, like, Thanksgiving Parade. Um, So, like, the Macy's Day Parade, except in Chicago, which was, shockingly, not on Thanksgiving. It was, like, this random weekend before Thanksgiving. Freezing cold, but hilarious, and... Definitely had that spark when I realized that we liked the same float. This is so corny. Um, he basic, he and I both liked this random float that was like a man on a platform with a chimney. And the man was just dancing like in the most ridiculous way. We both looked at each other and we're like, this is fucking hilarious. The best thing about this parade.
1: Where is the weirdest place you've ever made out?
2: Uh, my parents minivan.
1: That is not in
4: Chicago. I was dating a guy who went to SAIC uh, art school, and I went to art school at Columbia. We just met on Tinder a couple weeks before, so we started going on fun dates, like around where our colleges are. We went to the Fine Arts building one day, and we're walking around, and it was really beautiful. We saw yoga spaces and the bookstore, and we were sitting on this really great bench inside and like talking and our faces were getting closer and we were laughing and this little girl walked past and she was probably some musical genius taking lessons there. Our faces got very close. She passed by, went into the restroom, I guess. (laughs) And um, as we started kissing, we just heard like, ah, like all these moaning sounds and we tried to ignore it for a second and then it just got overwhelming (laughs) so he was he pulled away and he goes oh my god I think she's having poopy farts and we sat there for a second like trying to figure out what to do because we didn't want to like upset an 11 year old girl so we just like snuck away so she didn't have to see these two people when she came out of the bathroom And that is the weirdest thing that's ever happened when I was kissing.
1: (laughs) Okay, so the weirdest place I've made out was a golf course, which technically was not in the city. It is in Skokie, and it is the most trash golf course in Skokie. And yes, I realize what that sounds like. And then the rest of the day, he proceeded to snap my bra, and then... He was intimidated by the fact that I was playing better than him at golf, which I warned him. But that's, I mean, everyone handles competition differently. So then he proceeded to tell me that, damn, really wish you didn't have to bend over to hit that ball. You're distracting me. And then he got mad when I tried to drive the golf cart and tried to press the the gas pedal so that he would be driving. Fun fact, gas versus brakes. Brakes always win. Uh, It was honestly the most terrifying date of my life, and I will never make out on a golf course again.
0: With the exception of a golf course, the Chicago stories remind us to get outside while we can. If you noticed, no one in that group told a winter makeout story. And for their city, that's like most of the year. So we have one more city with makeout stories. It's a city where weather is never a concern. We're going to go to L.A., and this batch feels distinctly younger than the other two groups. Like this first story, which ended with her saying, High school. What an interesting experience. Probably an understatement, right? Here's how her story began.
4: It was at a party in high school. Me and this guy, we thought it was a closet. We walked
0: into it. And when someone opened the door, they said we weren't supposed to be there. Alas, it was not a closet. It was an empty elevator shaft. Oh, high school. What an interesting experience.
3: I once, back in high school, so don't judge me too hard, made out with my boss's son at her house in her hot tub. Yeah. And I th- she, like, okay, she definitely knew. Like, I'm pretty sure she was home, but... It was a really fun experience you know don't regret it no regrets
2: for whatever reason I decided to go swimming in the ocean uh with a female friend at around one in the morning not drunk uh not drunk enough to make it warm uh so we stripped down jumped in the ocean it was November so it wasn't warm I think we made out in the ocean but we definitely did afterwards um and I'll just say that uh putting on jeans on a Cold night after swimming in the ocean uh, is not the most comfortable feeling.
3: I hooked Plus. up
0: uh, ass naked on a balcony overlooking a very busy street, and uh,
3: but like it yeah. was fun, right? Oh, of course it was, it was fun. How highlights? high
4: up was this? It was the third floor. Oh, so it wasn't it was like, like on nine. a skyscraper? Nah, okay. bruh. You could the see NBA everything. Movies. Did people walk by? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. And this was like an outside balcony? It was around midnight on a weekend. Interesting. It was bustling.
2: And so yeah, I guess I made out at the uh, UCLA Aquatics Center. The weirdest place I've made out is, in uh, I think, in my bed with a consenting partner, which shouldn't be weird. That's a, you know, but that's it for me.
5: I think the best make-out spot in L.A. or L.A.-based area,
0: because it's Anaheim, is the Haunted Mansion. Wait for it. It's not just a haunted mansion. The Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. There's been
5: quite a few guys that I've kind of uh, locked it down because of Haunted Mansion. It's just a quiet space. It's small. You like have to sit close to somebody. There's the thrill of having these ghouls and ghosts all around you. And I guess it just brings you closer. It's kind of hard not to make out with someone when you're there. So... Thank you, Haunted Mansion, for uh, my sexual awakening. <laughs> and uh, I really recommend
0: it to everybody out there. Cheers. And this became a trend, actually. She wasn't the only listener who doesn't mind a haunt. Like, take this listener in Chicago.
1: So the two weirdest places that I've made
2: out with someone are the department store, the classic department store, J.C. Penney's and a graveyard
0: I don't know why that combo delights me, JC Penny in a graveyard and taking first place for the weirdest makeout spot. This one was recorded in New York.
4: I don't have a good story for the weirdest spot I've made out in New York City. And I think that's because I moved here when I was 35 and I feel like everything about dating
0: is even weirder when you're older. Um,
4: But when I was in Boston, I made out in lots of good spots, and I lived in a mortuary for a little while.
0: Okay, so she's telling a make-out story, and she just mentioned a mortuary. I don't like where this is going. And once I made out um, on the embalming table downstairs... Okay, let's take a break. But when we get back, let's try desperately to forget the idea of hooking up on an embalming table, and we'll hear more stories of YOI listeners gone wild. Ta-da. And we're back. And when I was writing the questions for these booths, the making out question was meant to be like a trip down memory lane in your town. So for this next question, I wanted to hear what was going on in everyone's romantic lives in this moment in time. So here's the question.
2: Okay, so the question is, who am I texting most right now?
0: And the thing I listen for with this question is how the most important relationship of your day isn't necessarily romantic. It isn't even necessarily taking place in person. Sometimes it's with your phone. Since I started to attempt to have a dating life, I'll have these short bursts of exciting texting with someone. And then we'll lose interest or the next date never happens. But for those few days, it's fun to have that person. So let's organize these a little differently. Instead of breaking them down city by city, I've broken them into clusters of people in similar types of texting relationships. This first group are all in some kind of romantic texting limbo, including this first confessor from The New York Show,
1: I am texting the most <laughs> with, actually, this guy that lives on my floor in my building that I matched with on Bumble, not knowing that he lived on my floor in my building, and he's really cute, but I'm, like, terrified because I love my apartment, and if this blows up in flames, <laughs> that's going to be really awkward. <laughs> so, yeah, let's hope it doesn't, but... um I don't know if I should give kudos to Bumble for this or, like, hate Bumble. I I don't know. So the person I'm texting most with right now is my HR director at the office. And I'm not entirely sure how he feels about me in general. Um, And he clearly doesn't have boundaries. But that's the reality. It's fine. I'm dealing with it. I'm completely in love with him. I don't think he knows. I am texting with a guy that I met on LinkedIn. I know. My friend Emma saw him on Bumble and said that she thought that I would like him. So she sent me his entire profile. (laughs) And then... (laughs) <laughs> and <then> I <laughs> was like oh my god who is this guy did you swipe right she didn't swipe right his, whoa, 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 whoa. and it, it just had his name and where he went to school I googled him it immediately I googled his name in the school he immediately popped up on LinkedIn I slid into his LinkedIn inbox Ivy League and we've been um we've been on like four or five dates so I've been texting with him I met him on hinge um in my opinion, the far superior dating application. Anyway, but about ten minutes before I walked into the show, I got a phone call from him. Which, I mean, I'd been expecting the phone call. We'd been on four dates. I hadn't heard from him him in a week. So, it happens. Anyway, and he... Normally it's like a text at that point, like, hey, it's not working out. But instead I got a phone call, which, awesome. But apparently he's not ready to date anyone because his last girlfriend just like completely messed him up. So... Yay, he told me, but like, that's who I was texting,
2: so who knows who's next? Um, I think I'm probably texting most right now with, I think my butt. Yeah, my butt.
0: Now, if you're not texting with someone romantically, you're probably texting with someone about how single you are.
4: We text each other every day because we're both... Very, very, very single and don't have anyone else to text. (laughs) Joko, what do we text about? Um, uh, How single we are. (laughs) When are we going to get a boyfriend? (laughs) When are we going to get laid? (laughs) Yes, most importantly, we talk about when we're going to get laid and complain about our lives.
5: Right now, I'm texting the most with my best friend, Mo. She is getting married in two months. And I am newly single,
0: so we are talking about the different dynamics of our relationships.
5: Well, that would be my younger sister, because she just broke up with her boyfriend. So she's newly single after a four-slash-five-year relationship, and uh, she's better off, and that's what I'm convincing her of.
0: And like a good sister, this confessional quickly turns into a personal sad.
5: Yes, you guys out there are interested. Her name's Bianca. She lives in L.A. Uh, she's really cute. She's 29. And
0: she's very creative. So uh, you should look her up. And that's another kind of texting that many of us are up to. We're texting with our family.
2: My mom. It probably is my sister.
1: Right now, I am texting the most Dozens of times a day, uh, with a group text that is my seven older siblings, my parents, my five siblings that are married's spouse, uh, and it's a lot of exchange of like really cute baby pictures of my nieces and nephews, and like sonograms of the upcoming nieces and nephews, or you know babies uh, and uh, sass and like asking for and like asking for referral codes to apps that we use that's that's my family um and that's the love of my life
6: right now Um, so actually in the course of me listening to this podcast i've been through a breakup so i was in a relationship starting listening to the podcast and have since gotten out of that relationship and so who I'm texting with the most is a really great support group. I'm in a group text with a bunch of my friends from high school and it's not even that we text each other things that are, they're quality, but I think it's more quantity over quality and, and random things that we notice. And it's not, it's supportive when it needs to be, but also it's fluffy enough where it's fun and a nice distraction. And I'm grateful for, uh, the support group that's there and the people that can take your mind off things that aren't really great and help move the name of the person that you broke up with just further down in your text chain so you don't really see them anymore. Because let's say it, none of us really want to delete those text messages, but we definitely don't want to see
7: them at the top.
0: And she wasn't the only one eyeing texts with the next, trying to make them vanish. Here's a guy from our LA show.
7: I mean, I just went through my texts to try to figure this out. But the funny thing is that you look through your text and you don't see which text conversations you're reading the most or rereading the most. And that's definitely to me should factor into my answer to this question because I'm rereading texts with my ex. Actually, I'll be honest. I deleted my text conversation with her, but it still pops up on my computer on the iMessage like app. And so sometimes I reread that. And I get obsessive with that. I don't even follow her on Instagram, but I'll go on her Instagram to see, like, if she, because I can still see how many posts she has and how many followers she has and how many people she's following. I really hope she doesn't hear this because this sounds really pathetic, but sometimes I'd be like, damn, she followed four people this weekend? She's meeting people? That sucks. Oh, yeah.
0: The shameful post-breakup digital hobbies of the week and struggling to move on. I know it well. That's really the true meaning of a confessional, right? That kind of raw honesty. And this definitely comes out in the next batch. These are listeners facing a complicated friends with benefits situation.
1: I like to think I have a situationship with um, someone that I'm kind of dating, but not dating. I don't actually see a future with him, but I'm selfish and like the comforts of a relationship. So I'm texting with him the most. text him all day, every day, while also swiping on Tinder and the league. And yeah, that's who I'm texting with.
2: The girl whom I'm texting most right now, we've been talking and hanging out and, well, hooking up for a little bit over a year now. But a couple of months into us meeting each other and, like, hooking up and getting to know each other, we both kind of had, like, a discussion of, like, hey, where's this going? What's going on? And uh, I feel kind of like a douche for saying this, but this is just the reality of what it is. Uh, she's not really girlfriend material. And I told her that just straight up. Like, hey, listen, like, we hang out really well, and uh, we have good, like, you know, in-the-bedroom chemistry, but I don't see this going anywhere. And But for whatever reason, neither of us have, like, stopped so uh we're still just like (laughs) hooking up every like on average like once or twice a week it's pretty much it we share like i mean we kind of like some days we'll just like text back and forth all day long sometimes it'll be like almost a week when we don't it's just really i don't know it feels really haphazard i guess maybe that's a good way to describe it i don't really know it's really interesting that's for sure
5: Okay, Um, I think that the person that I am texting most right now uh, is this guy who is really confusing. And I know that that is probably what most women always say, or gay men always say, Um, but... this guy is so weird like this guy is so weird that even his best friends don't understand him and don't even try to understand him and I've basically gotten the biggest warning of stay away from this guy um but I I obviously can't listen to good people good friendly nice people's advice um because I'm still talking to him but uh, I went on a seven hour date with him and then he just, we had a great time. He like put down a lot of money. We, we uh, ran around town, had an amazing time and then he didn't text me back. So then I assumed that uh, that's the way it was going to go and the message was unclear. And, and then two weeks later, Uh, He's banging down my door trying to hang out with me again. Uh, Unclear what he wants from me. I tried to get from his friends like kind of a radar of what was going on. They have no idea. They basically said to keep hanging out with him if he's fun for you. And if the moment he's not, then just leave because uh, he's really strange and he doesn't know who he is. And I think that's really obvious. So hopefully this will go well. Hopefully I will know when to stop. Maybe I'll never learn how to stop.
0: It's okay. Okay. (laughs) And of course I do have listeners and relationships.
3: Who am I texting with the most right now? Uh, It's such a boring answer, but it's probably my boyfriend. Let me look at my phone. Yeah, it's definitely my boyfriend. He sent me flowers today, which was super sweet and it was so funny story this is not going to make the podcast cuz it's boring but um
0: she dared me so it's making the podcast
3: it was my coworker's 30th wedding anniversary and so the flower guy came up and she's like oh flowers for my anniversary yay and then she opened the card and it was for me for my boyfriend and and she was like Oh, probably it's for something dumb, like six months, and it, like that's exactly what it was. It was our six-month anniversary flowers. I turned bright red for the whole office, so there's a little tidbit about who I'm texting most.
1: <laughs> I text my boyfriend, Brad, who came here, even though he doesn't like the podcast, because he knows I love it.
2: I have to admit, I don't really like YOY, but I'm here for her, and she loves your podcast.
0: Oh, that was so cute! And in first place, for the "who are you texting with the most?" question, is texting with Tracy.
7: The person that I'm texting the most right now is a friend named Tracy, who I really love. She, I met her. I was uh, shot a short film for a disability film challenge, and she was an actress with a disability that I met through it. And the reason I bring this up is because, like the. To me, what's unique about the scenario is, with her disability, it's a little hard, like she has CP and so her uh, speaking ability is a little bit compromised. And so I can understand her, but it's, it takes more effort than usual and it's a slower process of communication in person. But over text, it's so easy to just completely overlook the disability and get really engaged. And, and that can happen in person too. But with texting, the the barrier, the communication barrier that she probably experiences all the time is no longer a factor. And so uh, we have this awesome relationship over text where we talk every day. She also lives in Laguna Beach, so I don't get to see her that much anymore uh, after, this, after we like shot this short film. Communication. Well, I guess I'm not going to go down that path. <laughs> uh, that's really all I have to say, I guess. I love Tracy. She's the shit. I text with her a lot, but I still miss my ex.
0: I loved listening to these. If there was a radio station that was just this all the time, just nonstop confessional radio, I would listen like all day because I'm always looking for some larger truths for me in what other people say in their most honest moments. And I hope you found that too. I hope there's some little aside in there that you're still thinking about. And I get that it might also be frustrating, right? The confessionals meant that we never got to ask follow-up questions. We'll never know what happens next. It's like the confessions are just stuck in time. Stuck on those three warm nights in June. This episode of our show was produced by me, with Andrew Chug and Lindsay Cradwell.
4: God damn it, if I'm going to put all of that effort into it, I hope I right? got a
0: whoop-whoop. You must
3: have.
0: Our editor is Hillary Frank.
3: People get whoop-whoops by just, like, wearing clothing. Right. You know what I
0: mean? Exactly. Event production by Kirsten Holtz for Slate. We had technical direction by Jason Gambrell.
4: I like to date men who are poor as fuck, <laughs> whose careers might not pan out. And they could emotionally crumble to pieces at any given
3: moment.
0: Thanks to everyone at Panoply, including Amanda Hill, Stephanie Pollock, Neil Bell, and Andy Bowers. I like to date writers. Thank you to CAA, the creative artist agency.
3: Hi, my confession is that I uh, one time had sex with a guy who didn't speak any English, and so we used Google Translate during sex.
0: Thank you to our amazing Bonobos Guide Shop managers and staff for letting us take over their dressing rooms, which, unlike the places where I shop, they all had great lighting, great music, thick curtains. Thank you to everyone who came out to the shows. It was so fun to hear what you recorded. The answers that didn't make the cut were usually edited out for time or sound quality. And that third booth with that third question, it's likely going to show up in another episode.
2: So I'm going to take this as a time for affirmation, you know? You're doing a great job. You're a wonderful person. You're living a happy life. You're doing what you want. And goodness, that's that's all that matters.
0: Next time on Y-A-Y, it is our last of the series of three episodes from our Bonobos tour. And this is the show where I fully abuse my powers as a podcaster. You're going to hear me convince two total strangers to make out on stage.
7: Into the mic.
3: Yeah, yeah, into the mic, please.
7: How's it going?
3: Hi. I'm Luke. Hi, nice to meet you, Luke. I'm Again, Ariana. Getting
7: casualty. Yeah. Oh,
4: I see that. Okay. Hi, I'm Ariana.
3: <laughs>
7: nice to meet you. Ariana. Nice to meet you. I'm nervous. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> My heart is racing really fast.
3: Uh, that's a good sign, right?